Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Welcome in. It's another episode of I Want Your Flex. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Our executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. You can find him on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. A little bit of different format for this week's episode, getting you set for the divisional playoffs. Those are coming up this week. But what we're going to do today is is Mike and I are actually going to look back at what happened on the wildcard weekend. And now you're probably wondering, why am I talking like this? Well, these are parts of a show that Mike and I did Tuesday night on Fox Sports Radio as I sat in for Jason Smith on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Mike and I touched on a variety of topics in the NFL, plus the top 10 players for the 2023 fantasy season, according to one Mike Harmon. So you're going to get all of that and so much more in this podcast right here, right now on I Want Your Flex. Enjoy. So Dan, we are into the divisional week. All of the fun and excitement that will come down. Last night, Smith and I were on air watching in horror the Cowboys and Buccaneers getting after it. 
you know, the wishing, wanting, hoping for one more good game or good-ish game to mm-hmm. end Super Wild Card Weekend, as I called it, Super Wild Card Weekend, uh, <laughs> that it uh, it just didn't happen. Uh, we didn't get it. Brady with the early interception, and those that had over tickets are still cursing Mike Evans, and you know, a day later for the drop late in that game, uh, and of course Brett Maher uh, and all the running jokes about kicking that come on through. But it was an exciting six games, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and then ending with the Monday Night Football, which launches into a huge. They're up against the Cowboys. They hate the Cowboys. Look, they're going to have two fewer days than the 49ers off. Get over it. Somebody had to play on Monday night. Either that or go back and fight with the league about dollars and cents, give up some money, uh, and you might be able to get that Monday night back away from the broadcast partner. Enough said there. (laughs) Right? I mean, (laughs) that's what it comes down to. It's like this is what was agreed to. This is what the monies are. And everybody agrees, hey, a standalone game on Monday night is good for business. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah, th- this is the, the tricky part, I think, is travel a little bit, don't you? With like the Cowboys having to go on the road and then end up going the other, you know, to the opposite coast. Don't you think that maybe that's an yeah, issue? Yeah, just slightly, though. I mean, in the end, you know, you're, you're not going to, it's not like you're setting up shop here for days on end, Dan. True. True. Right, I mean, you're you're flying in for a, for a business trip, so yeah, it condenses things a little bit, but I I don't know that it's that that prohibitive, right? It's not a hey Sunday you got to come back and play on a Thursday. It, it is <laughs> true, right? True. I mean, no, I mean not not to be glib about it, but it it is. It, it, the schedule is what it is, right? I mean, it's. I, I w- w- yes. should, we, should we have it next Monday instead? I mean, in the end, the fact that it's you know it's divisional Saturday and divisional Sunday, you know, I'd like to have some semblance of of a life that I can chase my kids around and not chain them to a chair to watch football all day. But that, that I mean, that's the choice they made by being my kids. What can I say? They chose to come into this world. Uh, obviously, I kid, but it's the the. I guess the anger of it and all the thought pieces on it is like someone draws the short straw, I guess. And it, yeah. just, it just this year, it happens to be the Cowboys playing on Monday night. Why? Because they're a massive draw, right? And when you, you sort it out, here's who's got the, the assignments and, and here's what makes for the most compelling game. The glory of the nationwide and global brand that is the Cowboys against the global brand that is Tom Brady. They did it correctly by having the number one seeds play on Saturday, right? Like, I feel like that is starting to be the status quo of everything. And yes. Sunday's schedule, Mike, is, is just you salivate over the whole thing. Like, it is like Sunday is going to be amazing. But to your point, you said something of like, do you play it on Monday night? I, I don't know. You know, they felt it was good enough to have it in the wild card weekend. You know, are they saying that it's, you know, now we're into the next round that it's too important? I, I don't. I think you're right in the whole grand scheme of things that the Cowboys fans really don't have anything to to gripe about. But they were put in the Monday night game, I think, because they are the Cowboys. Sure. And that sort of thing of going against Tom Brady, and now here's a situation where it works against them. I don't think that the extra day of the 49ers is is that you know big of a deal. But there's also the lack of travel. Um, it is a bit of the 
you and I always talk about the fairness of the NFL and how they try to make everything so fair. And sometimes when you do that, you bend over backwards and then you miss a couple of things and then it's maybe completely one-sided. I don't know if it's that far with this, but I do think that there is an obvious advantage for San Francisco, and, it, and that's obviously what's got people up in arms. Yeah, I think the biggest part of it is the the quick recovery. I mean, look, at this point, everybody's banged up. We stipulate to that. But you had a number of Cowboys players, especially on the defensive side, leave the game for various, at various points. Right, Micah Parsons was back and still doing his video game-like spin moves at the end. So whatever was yeah. ailing him at halftime, he was just fine. Uh, but others had left, and I know uh, on the defensive line, Armstrong had been down on the ground, and you had a little bit in the back defensive backfield. Obviously, we were on air, so trying to ascertain what was being uh, given on the broadcast. We were doing our best uh, through our team here in the studios and obviously social media to keep up. Didn't seem like there was anything too egregious. Uh, we got good news on Russell Gage. Right, took to social media to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'll, I'll be better. Um, thanks for all the love and support and, and paraphrasing, of course. But that was a scary moment. And one of those, when we talk about fairness, safety, all those things, those concerns that come up, somehow that didn't draw a flag, Dan. <laughs> oh. Forearm shiver to the back of the neck slash head area. <laughs> it's, hey. it's, it's the NFL, you know. It's If it, it was that, if it was Joey Bosa, you know, it would have been, you know, a 30-yard penalty, right? Well, hey, and, too and that, soon, Dan. Hey, he's going to have <laughs> – how many pink envelopes is he going to have yeah. to give? Do they just supersize it once you get into multiple fines where you've got to give one of those game show checks like Drew Carey is going to hand it to you? Maybe it's end of season. Maybe he gets away with it because it's not an actual, like, in season. Now their season is actually over. Ooh. So it's not as – Maybe there's a loophole that Joey Bosa, you know, knew about that we don't know about. But. I kind of dug how all the other uh, former Buckeyes were coming out and being like, ah, I just don't I think he likes Ohio State. <laughs> Mike, I know Michael Thomas was one of the one of the guys there that maybe there's there. You can always find something. Garrett with, Wilson. Uh, like there were other guys yeah, that, like, yeah, yep. like, hey, we, we then someone went and super sleuthed it and found out that uh, that official was from Michigan. We also did find out that. Uh, was it Rolstead that was on the call last night? Uh, he is now nine and zero against uh, Cowboys opponents when officiating their games. How about R- that? Wait a sec. Say that again. The so opponent that the Cowboys win every time the guy referees. Oh, okay. All right. Cowboys he is nine and zero against Cowboys opponents. <laughs> I thought it was odd when he ran out with that Tony Dorsett jersey. It and, did. And it did. Let, you know. That, yeah, that did. That did. I, I, you know, we we joke about this. We joke about the Bosa comments. It was a, a pretty good week of football that exceeded my expectations because I didn't think it was going to be garbage. And the only good game that I actually thought we were going to have was the one on Monday night. That ended up not being the good game. And, I mean, Chargers-Jaguars, whatever, I mean, the, just the theater of it. Seahawks were leading at halftime. Right. Dolphins gave the Bills, you know, everything that they could. And then, you you know, you had what you had in, in Cincinnati. I mean, and Giants-Vikings was, was entertaining. And you were just waiting for maybe Kirk Cousins to do that. So, like, it was five. It was really five out of six. Like, even the Seahawks-Niners game, which was so one-sided in the second half, it was like perfect football by the 49ers. So you could just sit there and kind of amaze, you know, like in amazement in that way. Sometimes when Tiger Woods is running away with a golf tournament, you just sit there and watch it because it's just, you know, pretty to watch. And as a Seahawks fan, you're feeling helpless. But, you know, five out of six for a weekend that I thought was going to be dogs, you know, just, you know, bad games, maybe one or two good games. Maybe Jacksonville and, and the Chargers would, would be somewhat entertaining. 
Yeah, I thought I, I think that the NFL came out pretty good this past. Oh week. no, they're feeling really chesty about about how things went down. The Baltimore Cincinnati game still, I I scratched uh, my head quite a bit on some of the decisions. I, I thought it was curious that they they went out of their way to uh, to take down uh, Huntley uh, and say, no, he screwed that up. That was not <laughs> that was all, not. Hey, he was trying to make a play and and you know it, it got knocked away. No, no, no. He was supposed to go low. He screwed that up. That was that was a perfect call. We had the perfect setup uh, and he screwed it up. But uh, the first five games all went over. Uh, the Vegas totals. And then last night's was under by uh, 1.5, Dan. Oh, so close. <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't was the year of the under? Yeah, it was. It was. So I was curious. I, I think the the algorithms and all the metrics finally pushed it down enough to where uh, we came out the other side. You know, I'm curious, your Seattle, San Francisco, I know you were on Red Zone Radio uh, Sunday afternoon, but at halftime, and even as the game got towards the end, they go, boy, that DK Metcalf, he's really good when he just wants to play football. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that was a Saturday game, Mike, so I didn't have to worry about the show and watch Right, it, no, but, but I mean, you would have yeah. already broken it down, I guess, was my point on Red Zone. On yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, on Sunday. But th- th- because the Vikings were Vikinging, as you know, as we like to say, <laughs> and, the, and, and Daniel Jones was becoming a superstar before our eyes. We sure. focused a, a lot on that, but it's you know, it's it was like even the first half, like the the first half of the game, and this is this is what the NFL wants, Mike. I didn't like seven seeds getting in. I'm still not sure that I'm a fan of it, but at least when you see what the Dolphins were able to put together, maybe the NFL can can you know, hang their hat on that or do what the Seahawks did in the first half. I still don't think that they're strong arguments to have the, the seven seed except to add excitement at the end of the season. And if you have to pay for that debt in the in the super wild card round, then so be it. But we didn't have to pay for it in the super wild card round. Because again the Seah- Seahawks are up seventeen to sixteen. And yeah, to your point, you know, when DK Metcalf is 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 on his game and focused on football, yeah, he could be quite a beast. It's too bad he can't play defense and tackle anybody. No, that's it. That's, I was waiting for him to also go help. Iron Man in the secondary <laughs> after a while, particularly on the uh, the jailbreak opportunities that San Francisco uh, had in that second half. Just amazing stuff. Uh, with Dan Beyer, uh, I'm Mike Harmon. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio. Last one with the, uh, the Miami-Buffalo game, as you alluded to. Uh, 34-31, your final. Skylar Thompson, I I don't think the numbers did him any favors uh, in the first half because everybody went box score reading. Think about if uh, a couple of those balls are caught. It is mm-hmm. suddenly an entirely different uh, different line there. Um, Frostberg's all excited. He wanted to get uh, a little Ace Ventura going and have Dan Marino uh, show up into the mix as well. So, uh, but uh, a fun weekend. I, I, I'll, I'll take the the penalty if uh, a seven seed goes out and gets waxed uh, in the uh, first first round, right? In that super wild card weekend, that's fine. If it means that for the final four weeks you have a handful of teams not going towards the how do we get more uh, closer to the top of the draft and actually play for that seven seed and have to make that decision, uh, I'm all good with it. It is. It's. It's a price you have to pay. Like, no such thing as a free lunch, you know, the old saying goes. And I think that's exactly what you have with the National Football League. There there was excitement at the end. Look at Week 18. I mean, you had the Steelers and Patriots and, and Dolphins all vying for that spot. 
to get into the postseason. Look at what we had on Sunday Night Football, Packers and Lions and Seahawks. If there is no seventh seed, then there is no drama for those games. You know, like there is That's right. there is I need not a chaos lot. down the stretch. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So it was a it was an easy debt to pay. And the good thing is, is they uh, they forgave our debt by giving us at least pretty decent two seven matchups this past weekend. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Only eight more teams remain, Dan. It's the uh, Elite Eight in the National Football League, and this is, this is where it gets good. I, the Sunday doubleheader 
is just so salivating. I don't know if we're going to get great games. I, I don't know what the Cowboys will have against San Francisco. We're going to find out. But that doubleheader of Bengals-Bills and Cowboys-49ers is so good. Not to diminish what what Saturday brings us, but I'm sorry. Saturday just pales in comparison to what, we, what we're going to get in the games on Sunday. You leave Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars alone. How dare you? What is it with all these rematches, by the way? No, that's just it. It's really worked out very strangely this year, hasn't it? Yes, yes. And the like, fact that we still have three NFC East teams alive. All these years, we've mocked them for their mediocrity, and, well, here they are. Cowboys and Niners didn't play this year, um, and obviously you know what happened with Bills and Bengals, but you've got the Jaguars and Chiefs, and obviously, as you mentioned, the the NFC East with the Eagles and Giants and the third time they've met. Although week seven, uh, week 18, excuse me, caught myself. Probably not the real test no. considering what was what was at stake, 100%. but still. I, I still think we're going to get a good game in that one. All right, current Lions, Kansas City favored by eight at home. Over-under sitting at a robust 53 for that one, Dan Byer. Uh, Giants, Philadelphia, Philly seven and a half point home favorite, 48 and a half. Cincy, Buffalo, 48's the total. Buffalo, a five-point favorite. And then Dallas-San Francisco. This is one you already saw a little bit of movement on this one. Opened at four, down to three and a half. San Francisco, the home favorite. 46 and a half is your total. And the curiosity, obviously, in that game all comes down to what can Micah Parsons and that defensive front do to slop down, slow down, slop it up, and make uh, Brock Purdy look human. He, he looked really good against Seattle. But again, Seattle doesn't have anything defensively to to stop you or to even show any well, resistance what's, whatsoever. What's funny, though, Dan, is he, he'd been so efficient in his first starts. The first half, he was, quote, shaky. Yeah. By, yeah. by a lot of people's estimation. I'm like, yeah. okay, so they're not dominating, and they haven't run away and hidden at this point. But it's not like he's throwing the ball directly in the arms of the opposition here. The right. word moxie came That's to mind. You know, we know from, That's a good old school term right yes. there. Yes. And I felt that, that Seinfeld, you know, call back to even Seinfeld. I felt that Brock Purdy showed a lot of moxie. There was there was more it factor that we hear so much about, I think, in this game because he had an opportunity. Now, a couple of times he actually put himself in harm's way, which against better teams – you're not going to be allowed to do. But I do think that the game on Saturday showed that there is maybe another gear for him. I don't know if it's another level, Mike. I'm not sure if we're to that point yet, but at least that there was another gear for Brock Purdy to perform. And for as much as I didn't want to jump on the bandwagon, and I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, you just have to give credit where credit was due. And he was just really, really good you know, especially in that second half against Seattle on Saturday. And now the question is, do you can you carry it on and carry that momentum? And can Dallas do anything about it? And I, I just hearing the numbers that you said, I just really like San Francisco. They're just they're so freaking good. And I feel like I was the one holding off on wanting to to give them their flowers and and wanted to wait and see more. And I just think now it comes to the point where it's a if Purdy plays like that, I mean it's darn near undeniable on how good they are. Well, what's been funny, right, is the 
Brock Purdy love, as some would describe it, you know, and while talking about the system and personnel of San Francisco, folks that have fallen all over him were the same as they were winning that hated Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, still won. Maybe it wasn't as pretty, I guess, mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of it. He also wasn't playing with Christian McCaffrey for a good chunk of, of his time yeah. this year, right? You give me that guy and he's healthy, and we'll talk uh, fantasy top 10 for 2023 because I'm convinced I'm buying back in. I'm, I'm rebuying my shares, even though they're at a higher price uh, at this point on the McCaffrey bandwagon. But it's it just, it's always been dismissed the quarterback there because of everything in the system. And now Brock Purdy is like, no, 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 this guy is a whole different thing. I, like, well, they've, they've won. I, I, for, I'm right there with you with McCaffrey. I agree. I don't think I gave him enough credit. The physical, the, the the way that he is physical, I think that maybe we just weren't exposed to it a lot in Carolina because we just thought he's catching passes out of the backfield or running up the seams and they're hitting them and he's scoring touchdowns that way. But when he's needed to get tough yards, he's been very physical. He's also been very patient at times in trying to find holes. And instead of a two or three yard gain, it ends up six, seven, eight or nine yards. That's what happened against Seattle. I am mm-hmm. right there in lockstep with you. Let me ask you this about Brock Purdy. And I trust me, I know I'm going to regret it as soon as I say it, but I think that it is, it's a legitimate question. And it goes to the point that you started uh, in the first part of the show podcast, FoxSportsRadio.com. The question is, if you were the San Francisco 49ers and someone offered you a first-round pick for Brock Purdy, would you accept that deal? As of now, he's my starting quarterback next year and going forward at no money. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, And, and this, this is something I argue with Smith a lot about and anybody that in my sphere, right, the friends of, of kids on Madeline's soccer squad or people are, are, that I run into that, that want to talk football – they keep talking, what about Trey Lance? Look at what they gave up to get, get get Trey Lance. Like, yeah, that's the past. Trey Lance has played one year of football, and I'm sorry for him, and I hope it works out somewhere. And maybe he's he's in San Francisco because they have the luxury of two quarterbacks that they don't have to pay anything to, really, on a grand scale for a couple more years. But the reality is you found a guy that looks like the guy, and he costs you nothing. So I'm not giving him up for a pick for what another ticket. And if Trey Lance can't play, what's your backup? Jimmy Garoppolo again for as long as he's healthy, because there's going to be other teams looking to kick the tires on him, right? With the the number of teams I, in need of a quarterback. I would I would say this, Mike. I think I I and this isn't this isn't shocking. I think that the way that Brock Purdy has played, to your point, he would have to keep the job over Trey Lance if this continues. But if you're one of the other 31 teams that are looking for a quarterback, I think Trey Lance is more of the apple of your eye. Because I don't think that Purdy translates as well to the other teams as he does for the 49ers. I mean, this is, you know, this is match made in heaven sort of stuff. And maybe that's not giving Brock Purdy enough credit, but... I, I just right now he seems to do whatever the 49ers want him to do, and I don't know if you can do that. I, I, I don't know if you, you put Brock Purdy in a Jets uniform and all of a sudden the Jets are 
you know, this, this juggernaut to bring up Jason's team. Like there's, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I don't see like this change happening. So it's interesting because I don't think teams would give up a first round pick for Brock Purdy, but to your point, if they did offer him, it's probably not enough for what San Francisco values him as to them. Right. That, that That's to their squad. Yes. That, that's yes. The, that's to the your brilliant. point. Yeah. It goes back to the, you know, fit the suit. I, I make, you know, those uh, allusions to the fun and exciting world of the Brady Bunch Yep. from all those years ago. Johnny Bravo fits the offense and gives you more athleticism than Garoppolo does. Uh, and we don't know what Trey Lance could be. And the only real long opportunity we got to see him was in that miserable weather conditions in Chicago. Yeah. Which does, this, isn't fair to anything. No, this and this is like, like the, the Trey Lance pick is – it's on a bunch of different levels, Mike, and I don't think that we talk about those levels because John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done such a good job in constructing this team. But the the levels of Trey Lance taking over for Jimmy Garoppolo now are like, okay, to your point, you're paying him uh, not a lot of money. Um, you're paying him on a rookie deal, even though he was the third overall pick. You want him to get accustomed, and there are things that he can do that other quarterbacks can't do. But there's also the value of drafting Trey Lance where you did and when you did that eight years from now or six years from now, if he's your starting quarterback, which should be the plan if you're taking him third overall, then you're not going to have all these pieces there. Trent Williams is going to be out of the NFL retired. George Kittle's not going to be playing anymore. Uh, you know, maybe Debo Samuel's lost a step. Christian McCaffrey has gone the way of the running back. Like, you have all these pieces there right now to make it work. And you're like, okay, do we go through these Do we go through these growing pains with Trey Lance? And luckily now with Brock Purdy, you, you're really not having any growing pains. But Trey Lance is also there because of his skill set that you think that he can develop, that he can he can close the gap on some of your deficiencies, whether it be on the offensive line, whether it be in the running game because he can run, whether it be, you know, maybe not having a target out there like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Like, that's like the long-term play of Trey Lance is he's, a, you know, a multifaceted quarterback that can do a lot of different things. The problem right now is you have this Super Bowl contender, you know, and a team that – very, no one would be shocked if the 49ers are lifting the Lombardi in three no, or four weeks. Absolutely. You know, and that's, you know, so there's, there's just so many levels to this. Is Trey Lance wasn't just the guy to bring him over the top this year. Trey Lance was drafted also to be the guy, as I said, six or seven years from now when all these pieces aren't there to still keep the 49ers competitive and as a playoff team and in that hunt for a Super Bowl. Well, and in, to some degree, a developmental guy, right? Based yeah. on the fact that he hadn't played a lot of football, but, you know, not even before the injury or I should say, before he even got hurt this year. Like, still the plan was, they're a good roster, and then they got aggressive, they bring in McCaffrey. You know, we, you and I are, are big fans of the the Wilson part. I, I like Mostert as well. I think you did too. Yeah. So, like, I like the way those two guys operate, but McCaffrey went healthy. We we know what an elite-level guy he is, and, and clearly George Kittle has become Purdy's best friend. Uh, add Eli Mitchell back to the mix, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I've got a party. And an offensive line that's going to make that that thing work, right? They're up there tall enough to uh, spin the disco ball. Uh, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. 
I, th- I think I'd close it, you know, going back to the guy that's still there, right, supposedly practicing and may be available at some point in the playoffs is Jimmy Garoppolo. And as well as he and Kyle Shanahan have had their relationship, we know the win-loss percentage, all of that stuff, you're, you're not taking the foot off the gas, right? How many teammates have stepped forward to talk about Purdy and what he means to making this thing run? Yeah, you're you're right. So you're not changing that midstream going, all right, we're playing well. Like, there's no, there's no short hook here. Like, he would have to get absolutely overrun and, and look like Zach Wilson. Remember, gosh, was it um, when the Colts had uh, Jacoby Brissett and they were offered, you know, a second-round pick for him or whatever, and Chris Ballard's like, there's, there's no way I'm trading Jacoby Brissett. Not going to happen. Then you look back at it and see like what it actually you know developed there. You're like, all right, that probably should have been a deal you did. You know, like what? Why do I keep saying yeah. though, Dan Ballard? You can build the rest of my team. Someone else is doing the quarterback <laughs> in Baltimore. Sure. I, I like the talented guys that they brought in. It hasn't worked out. So you know, front office, you get to pick everything else. We're we're gonna pick the wide receivers with somebody else that you hire for the staff. <laughs> you know, there's there's the lightning in the bottle aspect as well. And as just as I said, where the Niners love Trey Lance and for the future, you know, there's no guarantee that Brock Purdy is closing those gaps if he's your guy. You know, five or six years down the line. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We talk about fantasy football 2023, Dan Byer. And the way it goes, you know, we, we still see a lot of running backs taken, but I, th- I think we we're, we're seeing a, a bit of a shift more and more towards wide receivers and every year, at least the last three, it's been the, this guy's going to fall off the cliff, right? Too many hits, too many targets, whatever. And that's denying Travis Kelsey his rightful place among the leaders. <laughs> oh, don't, don't remind me. I was so low on Travis Kelsey this uh, heading into the season because his usage was down from the year before. And I thought the absence of Tyreek Hill would would even hurt that and thought maybe the Chiefs were even looking on doing something different. I could not have been more wrong. One of my one of my worst fantasy predictions outside of telling me to bench Joe Mixon when he went off for fifty one. That's a whole other story. And there's context, so don't take That was it. also the only yeah. time he ran the ball effectively all year. <laughs> it did. They were I fourth from the bottom in rushing. So anybody that tells you about what a great balanced team they've been Hold on now. Yes, and I did tell you to bench him later on in the season, and that one worked out. But, yeah, Kelsey is just, I mean, just an absolute beast at that tight end position. And it it, it reminds me, Mike, of the Mike Piazza fantasy baseball days. Ooh. When no one, you know, there was no catcher that was close to what Mike Piazza would bring to the table. And so Mike Piazza was going first or, you know, in first rounds of drafts because of his value and because of what was at that other position. Positional scarcity being a very real thing. There's no question about it. You look at Travis Kelsey, averaged, uh, this is fantasy pros in the scoring system. They're traditional. Um, 12.1 points per game. Next up was George Kittle at 9.4. You go down, his value over the 12th best was Friar Muth at 5.7. 5.7 a touchdown plus per game so you, with, with some of the running back situations you're getting a little scarcity there the, the only thing is though that there are guys who can pop up there aren't going to be tight ends that end up emerging like Isaiah likely was nice when Mark Andrews was dinged up and was kind of but there's like no one that is taking over Greg Dulcich had a, had a little bit of a of a push but no one is going to just all of a sudden show up and give you Travis Kelsey numbers, which could happen, you know, at the running back position, depending on who is where. No, so. and that's it, right? We're going to see some movement. We'll see some draft work, some changing 
faces, I mean, the Josh Jacobs, who's a top 10 guy. I, I actually have him at 10, but I have a giant question mark next to him. Is he playing in Las Vegas or somewhere mm-hmm. else? Yeah. Right, because we talk about his ability to break tackles, make plays, and a guy that they didn't pick up his fifth-year option has said he wants to stay in Las Vegas, but might be a guy that's on the move. So let me guess. Let me just guess because I don't know your rankings. One tight end, four running backs, five wide receivers. Uh, three running backs. Ooh, okay. Jeez. Wow. So if Jacobs makes your top 10, yeah. you just waxed poetically about Christian McCaffrey, so I'm assuming he is there. I I don't like – if I had a draft today, I'm just workshopping who I think you, you, consists of your top 10. If I had a draft today, I seriously would consider Saquon Barkley number one. For how good he has now looked, and maybe it's just Sunday is still in my mind, is Saquon Barkley in your top 10? Yeah, he, he is up yep. there at number two. Okay. Yeah. So. So. All right. So we got the. So we got the three. I thought Austin Eckler would also be there. He's a um, guy I, I have question. I mean, obviously, a, a lot of receptions, mm-hmm. and scored an inordinate number of touchdowns this year. I got to sure. see him fix the run game. And that's what they're going to try to do. And that's the that's the big thing, right? You make the change in the coaching staff. You couldn't run the ball. You couldn't stop the run. So making adjustments there. Um, but I would expect more in the passing game as in the downfield passing game, if that mm. works, and maybe a little more split time at running back. I love Eckler. There's okay. no question. So he, he would still be back end of the first round. Like, he'd be just beyond Jacobs there. Sure, sure. So then that would lead me to believe the wide receivers are Justin Jefferson. And you'll give us the order, but I'm giving you, like, the, the nominees are. The set up, sure. Chase. Cooper Cup. Still? Yeah, he's still there. Yep. Stephon Diggs? Yes, of course. Devontae Adams? No. Oh, jeez. Wow, I didn't. Do you have Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill, yes. Okay, because that's who I thought you were going to leave out. I thought Adams was going to be in, but I thought Hill. And I'm going to say um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Is he in the top 10? No, not not yeah. quite that high. As much as I love him, I, okay. I, I can't go that far. All right. Give us your top 10 then. I'm, right. I'm, so, I'm very curious. All so right. we, we got Jacobs, my to, best. Jacobs to start it. Yep. And then we come back with Tyreek Hill at number nine, perhaps a little bit late for some folks, but getting a little bit excited there. Uh, I do have, because they will make some more changes and keep throwing the ball, C.D. Lamb mm. finds his way in. I would not the have guessed that. I would not have. You know what? Because historically I've not been the guy. I'm more more convinced after this season, that mm-hmm. he could be a one. Like yes. a, a true, just throw the ball up and let him go make plays. Devontae Adams is really interesting, though, because I don't, I don't, what's that quarterback situation? Who's the guy? Who's the mystery man? Is it Brady? Do they make a play? Do they get Rodgers? Is Devontae Adams even in Las Vegas Heck. when the season kicks off yeah. next year? When, when, they, when they had Jared Stidham, he didn't miss a beat. You know, now still was. Well, wing yeah. it. Wing it. Wow, yeah. what did Jared Stidham have to lose? Just throw the ball up. Uh, Cooper Cup at seven with a giant question mark. Giant question mark. Then we get to our our guy, uh, Travis Kelsey, coming in at number six. Jamar Chase at five. At four. Now I'm trying to keep track of what I'm Yeah, I had Chase at four. I had Cup Cup at six, Kelsey five, Chase four. Because Adams was at seven above Lamb. Ah, there you go. Yes. Yeah, so up at the, the top of the list, again, trying to keep track of all my 
my scrawlings. I've got Jefferson coming in at number four, which means I've now suddenly uh, trapped myself no, where I've forgotten somebody. No, because this is you have Jefferson at three. You have Jacobs, three. 10, Tyree Kill, nine, C.D. Lamb, eight, yes. Devontae Adams, seven, Cooper Cup, six, Travis Kelsey, five, Jamar Chase, four, Justin Jefferson, three. Barkley, two. Yep. McCaffrey at and number CMC one. CMC, one. Convince myself back in. I was surprised with Lamb, and I thought that Hill would be on the outside. That's why I said St. Brown, especially with Well, ben you know Johnson how much I love that guy, too. Yes, I know you I love my Ben Johnson, but yes, the, the misspeak uh, on the, the fun and exciting order. But it's, it's going to be a, a weird offseason because there's so much rumored of movement. Right, yes. uh, of try, trying to determine the quarterback carousel with so many names. But if you look at the available running backs, there's just a, but, a lot of shuffling. And we had more 1,000-yard rushers this year than we've had in a while. Yeah. there's This is this is what I think, though, like to, to the point of we saw movement. Like we saw Tyreek Hill change teams and go to a team that we thought he was going to have less opportunities and not do what he did in Kansas City. And that turned out to be false. We saw Devontae Adams leave Green Bay and go to a place, even though he was familiar with Derek Carr from their college days, there was no guarantee that he was going to match what he was going to do in Green Bay. He may not have matched it, but, I mean, you know, gosh darn. I, I mean, like, there, there was, you know, there was nothing different. Like, it was there. So, like, if you have these situations, I still think with the receivers, with these top-tier guys, that they are still going to be able to produce because I just don't think that they're going to a team is going to put you know a non-competent quarterback when you have the talent of those wide receivers. Right. Go go make your big play. Like that's that's the thing you learn in, in all of this process. And I, as much as folks may bemoan what the Rams did, I, I think it helped to usher in a little bit of a new age in, in the processing because being one of just a team making the playoffs only gets you so far as an organization. We've seen it with coaches, with GMs. It's the show me you can push over. So there's more of a, a thrust, I think for most teams to start moving into that new age of uh, how do we surround the talent that we have now? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I also find it interesting. Like you have one, two punches against Cincinnati. We just saw on Sunday night on what, what the connection of Joe Burrow and, Jamar Chase is you know it's nice to get T Higgins later on in the draft yeah you know like like that's it's a nice consolation prize but it's not like having that connection with those two no you got you got to have that that a-lister yeah uh certainly on the board to make it all work so that's going to put a bow on this edition of I Want Your Flex. Again, hit up Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Love to hear your feedback, and we'd love to hear your response and what you think is going to happen in the divisional playoff rounds. We'll be back with another new episode when we have the Final Four left in the NFL looking ahead to championship weekend. That comes up next week. So for Mike Harmon and our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, I'm Dan Bayer. This has been I Want Your Flex. At Bed365, 
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.